Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, hey, friend, we are back with the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am so excited to welcome Jeannie Cunyon to the podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about Jeannie. She is a beloved author, Bible teacher, and sought-after speaker around the country. She holds a master's degree in social work, and her writing has been featured on outlets such as the Today Show, Fox News, The 700 Club, and Focus on the Family. Jeannie and her husband, Mike, have five boys ranging in age from four to 24. Jeannie's writing is woven with humility, transparency, humor, biblical wisdom, and a contagious love for the good news of God's grace. So welcome, Jeannie. Oh, thank you. It's so fun to be with you today. I can already tell we're going to have fun in this conversation. I mean, so much fun. Like, probably too much. <laughs> I'm like, I think I could be friends with her. We could be friends. We're we don't know each friends. other in real life. We're friends, right? We're, we're sisters in um, Christ, and now we're friends. That's right. Amen. Well, it's funny because I heard your name. Um, I think I've heard of your book for the, you know, uh, over months ago, that your um, last book, Mom Set Free. And then I had J.D. Burnt on the uh, podcast, and she talked about you a ton because y'all are super close friends. And then now here you are. So yay. (laughs) Jody and I have a habit of talking about each other when we're on podcasts. Um, We just like to talk about, you know, just what we're learning from each other and our friendship and her book, uh, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children and Teenagers had been like just a life raft for my husband and me. So a big fan of Jody Burnt. Yeah. Well, she's a big fan of you. And so, um, and now I'm a big fan of you. So there you go. Um, so I know you've been involved with adoption advocacy and then you have, let's, let's get to the real thing where all the moms are saying she has five boys, ages four to 24. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. I remember it was on one of my first dates with my husband and he was like, you know, how many kids did, would you want to have? And I was like, I think I want six boys. And mm. <laughs> he stuck around, which is amazing. Um, and I don't know how we got to five. We got tired. So we stopped. Although there might be more. I don't know. Um, so our boys range in age. Finn just turned five. So they go from five to 24. Okay. We have five, 11, 14, 16. And then our son, Andre, who we brought into our family from an orphanage in Haiti. He's 24. Okay. Um, and he joined our family almost two years ago. Uh, and he grew up at the orphanage in uh, Haiti called Danita's Children's Home, which we've been visiting for, we just had our fourth annual trip there. Um, but I met Andre on my first trip there because he was my translator when I spoke at the women's conference on the orphanage campus. Wow. And I got it. Literally, God writes the best stories. Like he Mm. just writes the best stories. I mean, in that moment, I had no idea that the boy they chose to assign to translate for me would, you know, a year and a half later become a son that I love. Like, you know, we birthed him into this world. Mm. Um, So it's just so fun that our, the the way we got to know each other was through sharing the gospel. It's crazy. Wow. That's amazing. Um, It's amazing. So anyways, there's five boys and he, his dream is 
to become a pastor. And so he's just completing two years at a community college here, and he'll be attending uh, Lipscomb University in the fall to pursue a pastoral degree. So we're so proud of him. That's great. Wow. Yeah. What a story. That's neat. I know that um, you have said that you never intended to write a book. We're going to talk about your book today. You have a new book coming out in May. This is going to be airing in May. And so your book had just come out and you said that if, if we, if somebody had walked up to you and said, Hey, um, you're going to write a book um, about the Holy Spirit at work in your life or, or just the Holy Spirit in general, um, you said you would you would say they were precious, but crazy. <laughs> it's true. Because totally you never true. intended to do that. Oh, no. I never intended to write, uh, nonetheless, write about the Holy Spirit. Um, this was a book I did not see coming. If you had you know, told me to list 100 things my next book would have been about, I never would have said the Holy Spirit. And, mm -hmm. and I told that to God when I felt him stirring in my spirit to start writing about what I was learning about the Holy Spirit and all that I had been missing about the Holy Spirit. I just, I know when the Lord begins to stir in me like, hey, what you're discovering in scripture is something I want you to start putting into a book. And so I, in no uncertain terms, told him that he had the wrong girl for the job mm -hmm. because this topic is too controversial and I do not like controversy. Uh, this topic is, in my mind, I thought it was only for highly trained theologians like Billy Graham and Francis Chan and others. Uh, the interesting thing is in the introduction, I think, to both of their books, they both basically say, you know, I have no business writing about the Holy Spirit. So I thought, oh, all right, no. if these guys don't feel like they have any business writing about the Holy Spirit, <laughs> I definitely don't, which means it's fine. I can. Um, but I had all these reasons. Wow. And and I felt like I didn't know enough about the Holy Spirit myself to mm to write a whole book about him, um, which is precisely why the Lord invited me into this, because he had so very much to show me and teach me about how precious and priceless the spirit of God is and how much I was missing out on that, even though I had no idea that I was missing out on that. Mm. Well, and I love how you are very vulnerable and very just honest and saying, you know, I did want to write this, but you know, I am following the Lord's lead. I mean, you are teaching what you're writing about. I mean, you're modeling that. So it's, you know, following the Holy Spirit's leading. And I, I know I was looking over your book this morning and there was something God was laying on my heart. And I was like, I can't, I can't not do that. Like, you know, I had to get on the phone immediately because of just, you know, it's the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you know, working in your life. So um, let me read a quote from you. You had a lot of things to say that I underlined and I showed you the the book draft that I have and it's kind of torn and everything. I'm like, I'm kind of hard on books, I guess. But um, you said that um, you didn't know all of the benefits that you were missing out on by not being more reliant on the spirit's presence and the power in your life. Tell me a little bit about that. Like what kind of journey have you been on since um, really the, the beginning of God working in your life with, I guess, more being more aware of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, I was raised as a preacher's kid and mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to the love of Jesus at eight years old. Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually raised in a charismatic church where the gifts of the Spirit were actually practiced. And so the Holy Spirit was not something new to me. I, I didn't fear the Holy Spirit. But I think what happened for me was the Holy Spirit really got put in that spiritual gifts box, that that's what the Spirit's role in our lives is. And that's basically his only role. And so while I haven't uh, feared the Holy Spirit or, or mis distrusted, distrusted, 
I'm an author. I should know words. Um, <laughs> the Holy Spirit. I didn't realize the vast role that he plays in the essential thriving Christian faith. I didn't realize the dis- the many distinct roles that he plays in our lives. Uh, and I think that's how it is for a lot of Christians. I think for a lot of us, we just don't know. I do think there are some people who are intentionally avoiding him because they've seen him used and misused mm-hmm. and they, you know, see him with all the baggage and stigmas that are attached to him because of that. But then I think there's a lot of us who just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about sharing in this book, all the things that the Lord taught me when he began to reintroduce me to his spirit is really what it's felt like for me. A couple of years ago, I just started praying, Lord, I just want all of you. I literally just want all of you. I want to know the fullness of your presence and your love in my life. I can't, I can't get enough of you. So please mm-hmm. give me more. And I did not anticipate the answer to that question being, let me reintroduce you to my spirit. But that's exactly what the answer was. I found this very unexpected desire to get to know him. I was seeing his name in scripture where I had read it a hundred times, but never really saw the Holy Spirit at play in that story or in that passage. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that even in worship songs now we're hearing so many more lyrics about welcoming the Holy Spirit's presence, opening our hearts up to the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And so um, I just couldn't escape it. And so as I began to study, the interesting thing that happened was I went from, Lord, you've got the wrong girl for the job, please, anything but this, to I cannot write this book. Mm-hmm. I am so blown away by what I am discovering about the Holy Spirit. And it's it's creating, I already thought I had a very deep and intimate relationship with the Lord, and I did. I didn't know how much deeper it could go by the Holy Spirit's tender presence really being becoming so much more precious and real to me. Um, and so at that point I couldn't not write this book and it's still every day I sat down, I would play that song, um, upper room when I would start writing it's by Hillsong. And it's like, it's about Lord, make my whole life, your upper room, just come and empower and, and use me. And, and in whatever way you want, I'm going to need you to do miracles here because I need you to teach me to, to illuminate scripture for me so that I can, write about you is, you know, biblically solid and true as I, as I'm being called to do. But it's also much more than that because this isn't a book of information. This is a book of invitation to really get to know him. It is, I feel like a 101 in the sense that it's a reintroduction, who he is, what he does, why it matters. But I hope that it feels incredibly invitational to open up your heart to the friendship and the companionship of the Holy Spirit that so many Christians miss out on. Well, and I know we mentioned Jody earlier, but um, I love how y'all, you included a text in your book from her and you were talking about the fruits of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit and how um, y'all talked about how fruit is like the friends. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. That's Jody's language. Um, it's funny because uh, when I was still wrestling with the Lord about whether or not I was going to write this book. Jody reached out and said, Hey, come to my beach house with me for a four day writer's retreat. You and me and nobody else, but the, the sound of the ocean mm-hmm. and we'll pray together and we'll study together. And then we'll go, you know, type our fingers off and then we'll come back together at night to talk and, and celebrate. And it was during that time together at her beach house where it all, 
everything that I had been studying and storing up began to pour out. And I left her beach house with, with full certainty that the Lord was going to open the doors uh, for me to write this book. But I will tell you that we had these incredible conversations. And so we followed up with each other after that time. And we would text because she was writing her book about abiding. And so, so much of the Holy Spirit is about abiding. So it was fun because there are these, you know, there's so many similarities in what we were discovering. And and one day she just sent me a text. And uh, after I wrote about it in the book, she said, I need to think twice about what I text you now if you're going to put it in your books. <laughs> yeah. um, and I did get her permission first. But oh, yeah. I, Jody has such a brilliant way of talking about it because she talks about it. And I share this in the book that it's the, we call it the fruit of the spirit. It's not plural. It's singular. It's the fruit of the spirit, meaning all of that fruit can be manifested in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. But she talks about substituting the word f- uh, fruit for character. You know, we can just as easily say the character of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And so she talks about love and all of its friends. That's what it is because the Holy Spirit is love. So it's basically love and all of its friends can be manifested in our lives because that's the Holy Spirit manifests his character Mm -hmm. in our lives when we are filled with him. You know, I love that. I love words. And so that was that really just clued things in for me um, in that way. And I want to read another quote that you said that kind of goes back to that time when you said, I was set free by Jesus, Mm -hmm. but I was trying to live free by Jeannie. What does that mean to you? It means that when I had written Mom Set Free, obviously Mom Set Free, it's about knowing our freedom in Christ as women. And as moms, because we can't parent in freedom if we're not living in freedom. So a lot of moms set free is very mm. much about knowing the freedom for which Christ has set us free and then being able to parent in that freedom so that the pressures of parenting, like feeling like we are responsible for our child's salvation, that we're responsible for the fruit in their life, that we're responsible for perfectly orchestrating their futures, all these things that we take upon ourselves that are actually not ours to carry, mm. we are free from that. But what happens in the Christian life and what happened to me, and it was a big part of why I ended up writing this book, is one day I was um, speaking to a group of women about Mom Set Free, and I was talking about how we, the power of the Holy Spirit manifests the fruit of the Spirit in our kids' lives, right? So it's, it's a freedom for moms to remember that while we have to plant seeds and partner in the Holy Spirit's work in their lives by planting seeds and, you know, uh, discipling our children, ultimately the truth is we are uh, powerless over the outcome. Right, that we have to be relying on the Holy Spirit to produce that in our kids as they yield to his authority in their lives. Mm. And she said, Well, how do you do that? Like, what does that look like in your life to live relying on the power of the Holy Spirit? And the truth is, I didn't like my answer because I didn't have a lot mm. to say, which revealed to me that I that I casually recite those seven words in the power of the Holy Spirit, like a lot of Christians do. We recite those words in creeds or in in songs or you know, when we're reading the Bible, but do we really know what that means? And so as I began to explore that, one of the things that became really clear to me is a lot of us are set free by Jesus, but we're trying to live free in our own strength. So like I say in the book, I was set free by Jesus, but I was living free by Jeannie. Hmm. I was trying to carry out my sanctification in my own strength. And I'm thinking about that first Galatians 3, 3, actually I was just here because I was reading it earlier, where Paul writes, how foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Mm. 
And I think that's what a lot of us do, right? Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes, the eyes of our hearts to the love of Jesus. But then we think it's our job to grow in the likeness of Jesus. And Paul's saying, how foolish can you be? You, Mm -hmm. You didn't save yourself and you can't sanctify yourself. That's the Holy Spirit's role in your life. And man, does that take the pressure off, right? Mm, so totally. we, we're set free by Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is one who carries out that freedom in our lives. If we're staying mm. in step with him and we're yielded to him, he can't not produce the fruit and the character in our lives. Mm. And I mean, it goes right back to the title, don't miss out. Like yeah. don't miss out on God's best. I think a lot of us are walking around. I had a guest a couple of weeks ago and she said, I think we're walking around malnourished. We're walking around not living in freedom because of trying to do it like, you know, trying to be perfect in our own strength. Wow. That's huge. Wow. So tell me a little bit, because we've been talking about supernatural living. There is a phrase in your book that says super over the natural life. That goes along with what we're talking about here. Could you kind of make a distinction between somebody who is not maybe walking with the Lord, um, not living in freedom versus someone who is, you know, living that supernatural life? Yeah, I think, you know, it's really the way I think about it is when we are not being relied on the Holy Spirit, when we are not being filled with the Holy Spirit. And of course, every Christian has the Holy Spirit. So that's a different conversation. You know, like, what do you mean if we're not being filled by him? We have him if we're Christians. Yes. But are we living Mm -hmm. in the fullness of his power? Not everybody is. Yes. Um, But the Christian life is a supernatural life. Mm -hmm. When we put our trust in Jesus, God puts his spirit in us. And we don't talk about that enough. Mm. You know, we talk about the free gift of eternal life that we receive when we put our trust in Jesus, but we don't talk about the resurrection power of God that is given to us on this side of eternity to serve Jesus and be a witness for Jesus. And so the Christian life is the supernatural breaking into the natural. It's the spirit of God choosing to take up residence inside of us so that we are never without everything we need to walk in the likeness of Jesus, to serve Jesus, to love people that are really hard to love like Jesus did. And so a lot of times we continue to function in the natural realm and settle for far less than what the Holy Spirit is able to do in us and through us. It's like in Ephesians 3, 17 through 20, where it concludes to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine by the power that is at work within us. And that power is the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ. And Mm so, yeah, so, you know, I I could go on and on about it, but it's, it's the invitation to welcome the spirit's power to invade our lives, to invade our human tendency to try and do things on our own so that we don't settle for far less than what God wants to be able to do through us. There was a visual that when you got your book or no, you got the contract to sign this book Mm -hmm. and you got it in the mail and your son Finn was there and your son Mm -hmm. Owen was there as well. And he was taking a picture of you signing it Mm -hmm. and Finn came in in a Batman costume. Yep. So tell me a little bit about that. Cause like, I'm so visual. I can just picture it. (laughs) You know, it's just, I think God is so kind and he's Mm. so creative. Like when people say, how do you know it's the Holy spirit nudging you or speaking to you? And I'm like, you just know. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those times where, you know, I was signing the contract and I was definitely still feeling that, Oh, am I doing this? I'm like, can I do this? And this was after my retreat at Jody's house. But you know, we sink back into 
that, you know, human fear. And as I was signing it, Finn comes into the kitchen. He was living his best life in the living room with his Batman costume on. And he comes in and, and Owen, I asked, I want to take a picture of me signing the contract so I could remember that moment. At that very moment, my son Finn with his Batman costume comes in and says, mommy, can I be in the picture with you? And that to me was the Lord saying, because, you know, Batman's supernatural, superpowers, all of that, right? And it just felt like the Lord saying, I, I'm coming alongside you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be with you. Like at that very moment I was committing to this book, Batman came in and said, can I be in this with you? And for me, it was like, it was just the assurance of the Lord saying, hey, I can even use your son dressing up in these silly costumes to assure you that I will equip you to do what I've called you to do, but you're going to have to trust me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have that picture in my Instagram feed and um, I, also, I also almost thought about putting it in the introduction to the book because it's just such a precious moment. And now I can look back and it's such a, a reminder of God's faithfulness, um, mm-hmm. how faithful he's been to walk with me through these two years of study and real struggle. I mean, some of this stuff, you know, the Holy Spirit is very much made known, but he's also incredibly mysterious and he is very controversial. You know, people who, you know, some theologians who agree on 99% of stuff start to, you know, Uh diverge. And I don't get caught up in that stuff in the book. That's not what this Mm -hmm. is about. Um, It's about the things that we know to be fundamentally true about the Holy Spirit made very made known in scripture and the things that we miss out on because we do get so distracted by that small percentage of stuff that we can't seem to agree on because he is so mysterious and his ways are so much higher than ours. And that alone should make us not argue over these things because he, if he was able to be fully understood, we wouldn't want to worship him. You know, we wouldn't want to bow before the Lord if we, if we could make perfect sense of him. So anyways, it was just a sweet reminder that the Lord would be faithful to help me, guide me, lead me, empower me to write this book. And and he did. That'll preach girl. That'll <laughs> preach right there. I'm like, yes, yes. I love that. I love that, that, I mean, he gives you the picture of Batman, you know? I mean, like, how sweet is that? I'm not crying. I just had a little cough, but. um, <laughs> You're crying. It's very I'm emotional. Crying. It's very emotional. <laughs> you were so moved by Batman. what I just said. You're crying. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. No, really. I have an eight-year-old son, so I know how Batman will fl- flit in and out. I mean, you know, he yeah. will come in and come out, but but how gracious of the Lord to give you that, um, that picture. Absolutely. Well, and. And let's let's talk a little bit more. What is different with your life now after seeing, you know, maybe of walking and like many of us do, walking the path of, you know, living in our own strength. How can you look back and say, "Oh, this is this is different with my life now?" Or what do you know now that you didn't know then? Yeah. I think I just recognize how much I've settled for far less than what the spirit wanted to do for me in certain mm-hmm. situations. But a, but a more beautiful thing that has happened is I have this incredible new appreciation for the person of the Holy Spirit. And I'm so grateful that even though I spent so many years really taking for granted what he was doing in my life or doing on my behalf, that he never walks out. He doesn't give up. He is a permanent presence. And so even when we aren't paying attention to him or being grateful for what he's doing, when he's comforting us, when he's making hope abound in us, when he's interceding for us, when he's been doing all these things that I haven't really been grateful for or really understood that was his specific role in my life, he was still there doing it. I just have such an incredible appreciation and love for the Holy Spirit. And it's really deepened my love for 
God the Father and God the Son. I just, I, I've always had an intimate relationship with God the Father and God the Son, but He's made it even more precious to me. And there's just a new awareness of His presence. I just literally mm. feel the nearness of God in a fresh way. It's true. I just, when I'm driving in the car or when I'm speaking with one of my kids or when I'm just feeling hopeless or heavy over something that one of my kids is walking through, I feel his presence. I'm just so grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, it's such a gift and it's such a privilege. Like I really, one of the things I said in the book is I wonder how our attitudes toward the Holy Spirit would change if we began to look at his presence in our lives as a privilege. You know, what a privilege to have the spirit of God living inside of us. It can't be bought. It can't be earned, right? I mean, you think about like Simon in the book of Acts where he's like, give me that power. How much will it cost me? And they're like, rebuked him. Like, get out of it. You're out of your mind. You can't buy this power because it's not an it. It's not a, it's not a thing you can purchase. It's a person that you are given when you put your trust in Jesus. And this person, as he becomes larger in your life, manifests himself through your life and it makes other people want to know Jesus. Um, and so I'm just really grateful for how he's been there all along working, even when I wasn't aware of it or grateful for it. Um, but I'm just so grateful that I can be aware of it now and I can live more aware of the supernatural presence of God in my daily mundane stuff or in these big, beautiful moments of celebration. Mm. Well, and like you said in your book that the Holy Spirit is the most loyal companion we will ever have. Yeah. So I really appreciate you sharing that and sharing your book with us and it comes out in May. So tell us where we can find you and your book. I am pretty much Jeannie Cunyon everywhere. That's my website. That's my Instagram. The, the book is coming out on May 11th and it's, you know, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Um, you can purchase it through my website and uh, we're also going to have a free book club kit that you can download from my website. So if you want to do this book with friends, a friend, or just by yourself, but you want the book club kit to go deeper, um, that'll be a free download on my website. Very cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, we are going to get to read, uh, eat, read, love segment. Yes, and so yes. I want to know, what are you eating, reading, and loving? What am I eating? Uh, well, I will tell you that we just got back from Haiti uh, visiting uh -huh. our son's orphanage and nobody believes this, but I do. I eat some of the most delicious food I've ever eaten in my life went at the orphanage. Mm, really? I mean, the Haitian food there, it's unbelievable. It's so okay. good. It's okay. so good. So I just spent a week eating Haitian food at the mm. orphanage and it was divine. Mm. Drinking? What am I drinking? I'm obsessed with lemonade. Okay. Do you I, make it yourself? No, I okay. buy it. <laughs> Do you buy it bottled or you go to a it's like this place in, stand. It's like this place in town that has this fresh squeeze lemonade. It's like my guilty mm. pleasure. I don't want to okay. know. I don't uh, want to know how many calories I'm drinking. I just it makes me so happy. <laughs> fresh squeeze lemonade is my jam. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Yep. What are you reading? I am reading. So my oldest sister is a phenomenal fiction author. Oh, and her newest book just came out called Surviving Savannah, and okay. it's about the shipwreck in the Savannah River. And it is like all of her books. She wrote Becoming Mrs. Lewis. I'm not know if you're familiar with that one. Oh, I had no idea that was your sister. That's my sister. I'm so uh, proud of her. It's yeah. that was a great book. Phenomenal book. 
So the one that just came out, another historical fiction book is Surviving Savannah. And okay. it is just another, you know, I need to go to bed, but I don't want to go to bed because yeah. I don't want to stop reading this book. <laughs> yes. um, but it's really great. Her name's Patty Callahan. Uh, yes. It's a phenomenal book. Oh, that's neat. Okay. What are you loving? Uh, it's so funny. The word that just came into my head was Jesus. Um, mm. And that sounds so super spiritual, but I'm not. I am such a mess. I am a hot mess. I need forgiveness mm. and grace okay. every day so bad, which I mm. think is why I love him so much because mm. I just know how bad I need him. You know, mm -hmm. I just need him so bad. And so I'm loving Jesus. And that's the Holy Spirit because that's, mm. and I think, because I'm talking about the Holy Spirit so much right now, I'm just continually yeah. aware of his work in my life. But mm. I mean, the most beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that his goal is to glorify Jesus. That's, I mean, that is ultimate, like Jesus said, he will glorify me and everything mm. he does, he will glorify me. And so that means that the more, uh, filled with the spirit we are, the more our lives will glorify Jesus. And I know that's mm -hmm. what we as Christian women want. We want our lives to be a signpost for Jesus. And so um, I'm just really grateful uh, right now. And just, I'm loving the, just the grace and forgiveness of Jesus and the opportunity to talk about his spirit right now like this. It's just what a gift. Well, thank you again for coming on the Friends of a Feather. This has been so great. And I love that you're wearing a shirt that says homebody. I'm <laughs> definitely connecting with you on that. And that in your bio that you are, you like karaoke. I'm with I love, you. I love karaoke. I love that. Let's go do karaoke. <laughs> do you have a favorite karaoke song? No, anything, anything, Just anything from the eight. I mean, eighties is really good. I mean, you can't go wrong your, with eighties. Eighties is your jam. Yeah, or nineties. Nineties is good too. Or nineties, yeah. yeah. I'll do it. I'll do any song. It doesn't really matter. You don't care. You're good. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I want to be. My dream is to be a worship leader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my whole family's like, Mom. It's just not happening. We hear it's, you. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, but good luck. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. I'll keep singing. Nobody there you go. Listen. Keep singing. Keep yeah. singing, girl. Yeah. Well, this was such a pleasure, and I just appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, so my pleasure. Thank you. Y'all go grab her book. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.